Welcome to the Covenant of Peace radio broadcast, the teaching ministry of Pastor Blair Bradley. This program is dedicated to bringing you the glorious truth of God's Word, one verse at a time. We are living in powerful days and we are seeing tremendous changes in our lives, our culture, our nation, and in the church. So now more than ever, we have a great need to exercise spiritual discernment and to know what the Bible teaches about the important issues that we all face today. So let's join Pastor Blair as he continues our study on the Word of God. Welcome again, my beloved in Jesus Christ. We're continuing our verse-by-verse journey through the epistle of Jude, and today we're continuing to go over what Jude taught about how to combat heresy. So let's open our Bibles and read Jude verses 17 through 21 again together. But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you, in the last time, there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus to eternal life. Now, we're continuing to go over the way that Jude gave us to combat heresy. And the best way to combat false teaching is by following the inspired words that Jude wrote in verse 20 when he said, we build ourselves up on our most holy faith. And there are 10 biblical keys for every believer to do that. So let's go over the list. There's prayer, Bible study, godly fellowship, obedience, being filled with the Spirit, confession, love, hope, witnessing, and discernment. And we were discussing, on the last broadcast, we were discussing the seventh key, and I want to, today I want to go over the eighth key, which is hope. Now, hope is one of the greatest words in the Christian vocabulary. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, Paul gives us three great Christian virtues, and one of them is hope. Powerful, unwavering hope is a sign that the believer is strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But as true as that is, many today cling to a false hope, hope that is not godly nor biblical. For example, I had several people tell me that they are not sure if God is real or not, but they do believe that if there is a God and that there is a heaven, then they are sure that they will go there. Beloved, hope like that is worthless because without Jesus, there any hope for eternal life is completely groundless. The Bible says in Job 27, verse 8, For what is the hope of the godless when he is cut off, when God requires his life? In other words, these people have no real hope. My Christian friends, Scripture cl- clearly teaches in Ephesians 2 that the entire unregenerate world is without hope, and they are without God. And it is this abject hopelessness as to why man has invented so many false religions throughout history. The Greeks worshipped the human mind. The Romans worshipped political and military accomplishments. We have people today who worship success and money and power and possessions, which are all temporary, all false, and all leading to more and more hopelessness. 
You see, beloved, no man wants to die and go to hell, but many, most of these same people also do not want to submit to God's authority over their lives, but you simply can't get there from here. In fact, the lost soul is in such hostile rebellion toward God with every breath and every action of every moment of every day that it takes nothing short of a miracle of God to transform that rebellious heart of stone into a pliable heart of flesh. And with that new heart comes an eternal hope that is based firmly in the reality that I am God's and God is mine. And because that is true, hope now plays a very central role in the life of every single true believer. Romans 8.24 says this, For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he already sees? Now this verse indicates to us that although we are saved right now, much of our salvation has a future fulfillment. Beloved, we must realize that the single greatest need that we have as human beings is not more money or more possessions or a better job or a nicer car or world peace or wider and brighter clothes. No, our single greatest need as human beings is that we are going to have to stand before a holy and righteous God and give an account of every single thing that we have ever done or thought or said in this life. So to place our hope in anything that cannot take us through that moment is pitiful and base. The fullness of our salvation is a hope for the future, not in the sense that our personal circumstances will necessarily get better, because our circumstances may or may not get better. That's in God's hands. But we can hope for the future in the sense that we who are saved belong to Jesus Christ right now, and in just a few more years, we will stand before him face to face. And because the very same righteousness that Christ earned through his sinless life has been draped over us, we will be able to pass through the tribunal of a holy and righteous God and enter into heaven and live there forever. Now that is a blessed hope. Now while there is no way that I can possibly teach everything that the Bible says about this great hope in this broadcast, I do want to illustrate five major points about hope. First, the Bible says that our hope is to be in God and in God alone. The Bible declares in Psalm 43, 5, Why are you in despair, O my soul, and why are you disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Now, back in the ancient world, men trusted in their minds and their ability to conquer other nations militarily. During the late 1700s, with the advent of the United States, men began to put their trust in human government. In the 1800s, men gave their heart to the God of science. In the 1900s, they began to hope in the Industrial Revolution and free enterprise and capitalism and money, which brought a plethora of affordable possessions. Today, we hope and place our trust in many things. But if we trust in anything, if we place our hope in anyone except God, we are in fact living in idolatry and are no less idol worshippers than those people who carve their gods out of tree trunks. We must take heed to ourselves that we do not hope in money or power or our possessions or our military or the economy or the government of the United States, 
but that we hope in God and in him alone. This country has sinned grievously against a wondrous God in trying to provide people with things that people should trust God for, and it is neither provided adequately for the people nor has it satisfied the needs, because no government has the ability to do that. That role is reserved for God alone. Instead of the government being the provider of the solution to people's needs, we would do well to repent and return to our motto, and let the government itself once again trust and hope in God. Now, I love my country, and I proudly say that the United States is the greatest country that has ever existed in the history of the world, but it is still a flawed experiment in democracy designed by flawed men. We, are, we who are alive now may live to see more and more open hostility toward the, the church and toward Christians in this country initiated by a government that has become, for all intents and purposes, pagan. I don't want this to happen, but we may very well live to see the day when it will be against the law in the United States to be a practicing Christian. We could see our government tax the church and force all believers to register. But whether that happens or not, we who believe are correct to hope that God is greater and more powerful than even the government of our country, and that even if our government officially turns against the church, Jesus Christ will continue to build his church, and the very gates of Hades will not prevail against it. We are not promised to always have a godly country, but we are promised to always have a church. We've made a very serious error of judgment, brothers and sisters, in ever placing our hope or our trust in politics and politicians and judges in order to bring about God's kingdom on the earth. That effort has failed in every nation throughout history. Washington, D.C. does not have the power or the authority to make the country holy, but God can, and the one single method that God has chosen to convert the culture is not through politics or by social activism, but by and through people being saved by hearing and believing the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God's word preached through the anointed lips of holy and blood-bought men has the God-given power to convict lost men of their sins, and through the gospel being preached, God's chosen elect will be birthed into the kingdom. That is the primary function of the church of Jesus Christ, and we must place our hope in that and not in politics. Secondly, our hope is not something that we work up. You can't rub the two sticks of your willpower and human effort together to generate hope. Hope is a glorious gift from God. Second Thessalonians 2.16 says that God who has loved us and given us eternal comfort and good hope by grace. Then verse 17 says that this hope will comfort and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. Those who are lost have no hope. They have no hope of ever getting hope through their own power. Those who were saved have great hope and have access to even more and more hope. So my fellow Christian, if you are lacking in hope today, pray for God to wondrously and graciously increase your hope. Read God's word regularly and consistently and place your trust and hope in inspired, infallible, and errant words 
came from the mind and the mouth and the heart of the creator of the universe. Thirdly, all true hope is secured by Christ's resurrection. If God had told us to trust in him into death, then it would, that would have been good enough. But God has said so much more than that. God has told us through the scriptures that not only can we hope in God into death, but because Jesus rose from the dead, we can hope in God all the way through death into the resurrection. 1 Peter chapter 1, 3 through 5 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Fourth, true biblical hope is further confirmed to us by the Holy Spirit. Romans 15.13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And lastly, our hope is to be continual. Psalm 71.14 says, But as for me, I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. Oh, I tell you, there's so much more that I could tell you about our great hope. But I've got to stop right here. But I encourage you to get into God's word during the remainder of this year. Read it faithfully and consistently every day and watch your hope increase. And in this way, false teaching will have little effect upon you. Well, I've got to stop right here. But please join me again on the next broadcast as we continue our journey through the epistle of Jude. May God help us all. Dear friends, if this radio broadcast of line upon line, precept upon precept, teaching of God's holy word is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider supporting us financially? We want to increase our exposure here on the Gulf Coast through more radio stations and through the internet. Would you pray about coming alongside of us and help us do that to God's glory? For further information about how you can partner with us in seeing the gospel triumph in our area or to receive a copy of today's broadcast, go to our website, www.covenantofpeace.net. Until next time, may the peace of God keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.